Oh, hey. Good evening, and welcome to my basement lair. This is your host, Kingman Bongram, and I'm about to record another episode of Death Mysteries for your listening pleasure and enjoyment. I saw something last weekend when I was on my way up the hill to the mountains to do some mushroom hunting. We passed right by something that said, Hey, Kingman, you should do an episode about this. So hang on and turn off the lights. So what did we see last weekend as we were driving up to the Crater Lake area to look for some delicious chanterelles and matsutakis? Well, uh, we were on the highway. It was about 10 o'clock in the morning, and as we were passing by the Lost Creek Lake area, we noticed that the sheriffs were out, and they had a lot of vehicles, and they actually had a search and rescue effort going on. There was probably 20 or 30 people dressed in bright orange. There were dogs, and there were sheriffs combing the woods right on the side of the highway. And as we slowed down significantly to drive by, I noticed that the guardrail was bent, and I thought, oh, some must have been a car accident, something like that. That's an awful lot of search and rescue people for a car accident. I wonder what's going on. Well, it turns out that somebody actually was missing, and they were doing a search and rescue effort, and this guy is still missing to this day. So I got curious, and I started doing a little research. The missing man's name is Matthew Lang, and he left Bend, Oregon sometime on October 25th. At least that's the last time anybody saw him or contacted him. Well, it's believed that he or whoever was driving his car crashed sometime on October 27th. We were driving by the scene on Halloween, and most of you know Halloween is celebrated on October 31st. So that would be approximately four days after the crash time when they were out there again looking around. His, uh, well, his car wasn't there, but they were looking around for any evidence as to where Matthew may have gone. And he was not in his vehicle, and his vehicle was badly damaged. It's reported that he flipped over, 
the car rolled. It was a 2004 Ford Explorer that was actually new to him. He had just purchased it recently. Um, it had hit the guardrail and almost went into the lake. And if you've ever driven by Lost Creek Lake, there's a very tall bridge that goes from basically the south side of the lake to the north side. And he crashed um, on basically the northeast side of the bridge and it's a few hundred foot drop into the lake from there but luckily it's uh right after the bridge it's yeah you probably have a hundred feet or so that you could flip a car and still not go down in that embankment and it seems like his car slowed down just enough where it didn't continue on into the lake otherwise this would definitely be a recovery effort but it might still be a recovery effort. It's getting really cold here. I mean, it's been 20 degrees at night. Up in Prospect, it's been snowing. We were up there mushroom hunting just before the snow hit, and the mushrooms are all frozen now. Uh, good luck getting any Matsutake. I mean, you can pick them in the snow. Good luck getting chanterelles because uh, they're all going to be frost damaged. Anyway, my point is that it'd be really difficult as a warm-blooded human to survive up there without shelter. Uh, especially if you were injured. So he is, well, gosh, there's really no good scenario for this. He's missing, and it's really freaking cold, and his car was wrecked, and nobody's heard from him since October 25th. Um, yeah, things are not looking good. Well, his family is searching for him. As far as I can tell, the last people that Matthew talked to before he disappeared was his girlfriend and one of his coworkers. And he didn't mention anything about taking a road trip from Bend to our part of Southern Oregon. Um, he would have been coming into the Shady Cove uh, area in about 10, 15 minutes if he had made it. Um, he was probably headed for Medford, but we don't really know. In fact, we don't even know if he was driving the car. But he didn't tell anybody that he was going anywhere. And so it's basically a complete mystery how his car ended up there and how Matthew ended up there, if he was even in it. Apparently, his cell phone was located in the vehicle, and he didn't use it to call for help or anything. The police don't actually have the grounds to get a warrant to search his phone because this technically isn't a criminal matter yet. They don't have any evidence of foul play. How bizarre is that? You go missing, you flip your car, uh, you're nowhere to be found. There's actually blood in your car. They find your phone, but they don't have grounds to basically get a search warrant and try to find out where you were going, maybe get some leads in the case. I really hope this develops a little bit more where they can get some answers for Matthew's family. Um, it is said that his family actually got some DNA samples of the blood and has sent them off to a an independent lab to see if they match Matthew. Why aren't the police doing this? Well, a couple of reasons. They don't know if it's a crime, and, you guessed it, limited resources. So one of the most bizarre aspects of this case, I mean, if it's not bizarre enough for you guys, is that the first day they found his car, they found his phone, they did a little search and, res uh, search and rescue effort, but then on Halloween, the day that we were driving by and observed this scene, his family had come in from Bend and from Northern California to aid in the search effort. They were out there again with dogs and lots of people, and the dogs couldn't find anything. But guess what? Matthew's family was walking around the crash scene, and they found his sweater, and they found his wallet. The dogs couldn't find it. 
or didn't find it, I shouldn't say couldn't. Um, the police didn't find it, at least on that initial search. It took another full search effort the next day, or not, not the next day, a few days later, and it took his family to be able to find these objects. So once again, if you go missing and anybody's going to look for you, it's going to be your family. If anybody's going to spend money to find you, it's going to be your family. The police are there to help, but again, limited resources. So his family has found his wallet, his sweater, they have his phone, they have a blood-soaked vehicle that flipped over, hit a guardrail, and guess what? It's not a criminal investigation yet. Uh, I don't know what the right thing to do here is. I mean, people have the right to disappear if they want to, but in cases like this, it should be pretty good circumstantial evidence that Matthew Lang did not disappear on his own or on purpose, and we should be doing whatever we can to find him. And you might be thinking, what about fingerprints? Maybe Matthew wasn't driving the car. Maybe there was actually multiple people in the car. Well, again, limited resources. It's not a criminal case. They haven't fingerprinted it. Um, there very well could be or could have been multiple people in the car. Maybe Matthew wasn't even in the car. That's a big question mark. Again, this is, this is eerily similar to the Fauna Frey case, to the Sherry Wellwood case, and to countless other cases right here in Jackson County, Oregon. We have people who are from out of the area that drive into our county for no known reason, and then they vanish, and their cars turn up in weird spots. This is the first one I've seen where the car turns up crashed, but, I mean, we have somebody who disappeared into thin fucking air again. I don't even know how many people this is. I'd have to sit here and count. But I can think of at least seven cases around here where people have vanished into thin air over the last 11 months. Now, this is the first male victim that I've talked about in a while, and the most recent male—well, I shouldn't say victim. Well, maybe he is. Uh, this is the first male sus uh, subject who has gone missing in my area. Most of them have been middle-aged women. Do I think this is— connected to the other cases? No, but it's really, really similar, and we're coming up against the same roadblocks and obstacles in finding Matthew. You know, we don't have the resources. We can't prove it was a crime. It's up to the family to mount a search effort. So for the last, I don't know, a week or so, his family has been out there looking for Matthew, walking up and down the highway, They've gotten access to private property by knocking on people's doors. It is a very remote area. I mean, very remote. There's not a whole lot of houses up there. Most of the properties are very large. We're talking 40, 100, 500 acre properties. Um, it's mountainous. It's treacherous. It is traveled because it is one of the main highways. It's the main highway from basically Medford, Shady Cove area all the way up to Crater Lake. And that's how you get to Bend. At least that's how most residents around here would, would travel to Bend. And Bend is a major city in Oregon. Major city. It is a populated area. If you live in an actual metropolis, you would think Bend is a hole in the wall. It's beautiful. It's got lava tubes. but And it's, you know, it's a college town. Um, and it's got a lot of young people. And I know it has a lot of breweries. So a lot of people go to, go to Bend. You know, it's a college town, beer, fun, yada, yada. Um, anyway, I'm getting sidetracked there. Um, no further evidence of Matthew's whereabouts has shown up. And we're going on two weeks here since he disappeared. Um, his family does not have his cell phone records yet. 
Let's hope there's something in there. Maybe he was talking to somebody. Maybe they can shed some light on who he was coming to see or maybe his state of mind uh, when he was traveling to Jackson County from Bend, Oregon. Uh, maybe he was traveling for a drug deal. I don't know. Uh, maybe he was traveling for a job interview. I don't know. I mean, he had a job, but maybe he got a better job offer down here and nobody's connected the dots. Uh, maybe he had a secret girlfriend, you know? Maybe that's why his girlfriend didn't know he was going anywhere. Uh, I know these are kind of salacious allegations, but I like to think of this kind of stuff when somebody goes missing because, well, people don't go... It, to go missing, it's a very extraordinary circumstance, and usually there's something, some hidden part of somebody's life that leads to them going missing, and the rest of us, his loved ones, his friends, his family you know, we don't really know what's going on in people's lives. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Everybody's got a little black box. Everybody's got secrets. And everybody's got a little secret side to themselves that they don't let everybody know about. Um, so there's a lot of possibilities. But it remains a big, fat question. Why was Matthew Lang traveling to Jackson County? So I like to look for patterns when I talk about missing people here in Jackson County. Uh, starting back in 1978, a young man who was 14 uh, by the name of Edward Nye disappeared while with his church group up near the Rogue River, um, in the same area, and vanished without a trace. I guess he was fishing, so he could have fallen into the lake or fallen into the creek. Um, I, I guess he was near the Sky Lakes up there. Uh, another individual who went missing up in the same area is, of course, Robert Michael Bobo, and his case is pretty famous. We talked about him before. Uh, his camp was found abandoned and no trace of him, and that was October 3rd of 1998. Um, we have another man named Ross Ryan Andresen who disappeared from the Prospect area in August of 2017, has not been heard from since, and maybe I'll cover his case uh, in another episode. Uh, and then we, of course, have Dwayne Hodge, who disappeared in July of 2014 in this same area, and he was the guy who was wearing a Budweiser hat and Budweiser shirt and cut-off shorts, if you'll remember that. So that's actually five individuals that have gone missing since 1978 in this same area, vanished without a trace. Uh, there are some patterns. Maybe there's not much there. They probably all befell a different fate. Um, but it's still, it's kind of interesting. This is a vortex area, I guess. So we really hope that Matthew Lang was maybe not in the vehicle. Um, we really hope if he was in the vehicle, maybe he'd suffered a head injury, doesn't know who he is. Um, it's really cold up there. Like I said earlier, it's impossible for him to survive up there without shelter and food, especially this long. Um, you know, we always pray for a very a positive outcome in cases like this, but there's a good chance that he either ended up in the lake, ended up walking down the road for, well, maybe he could have gone miles and maybe he succumbed to the elements. Maybe there's foul play involved. Maybe he wasn't even in the car. Maybe somebody picked him up afterwards and something really bad happened to him. Um, one thing I'm certain of is something good didn't happen to Matthew Lang. Uh, and this is, you know, it, it's bothersome. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know what to say. I know his family is heartbroken and they're looking for this young man. 
and I really hope they get the closure they need in this case. Um, I really hope he's alive, but the odds are against him, just like the odds are against all of the missing people that I talk about. And, you know, I call my show Death Mysteries, and generally when people go missing in circumstances like this, I hate to say it, but they're dead. Um, and if, if there was foul play involved or if it was an accident, uh, I really hope they can find him and, you know, recover his body. Or if people are responsible for a crime, I hope that they are brought to justice. Um, so that's about all I have to say uh, about Matthew Lang. And if there are updates, I will mention it in a further episode. If you have any information about Matthew Lang's disappearance, maybe you drove by the crash scene on October 27th, 28th, and saw something. Maybe you saw the accident. Um, maybe you saw a young man walking down the road on Highway 62, and he was dazed, confused, bloody. Um, maybe you saw something. I know I don't have that many listeners, but I'm trying to trying to change that. I'm trying to grow the show. Um you can call the Southern Oregon Command Center of the Oregon State Police at 1-800-442-2068 if you know anything about Matthew Lang and his disappearance. So this is going to be another short episode. I'm working on a, a much bigger episode about the unsolved murders in my area where people ended up getting shot in the head and their houses burned down. So we're going to get back to that in my next episode Um, Thanks for listening, and, uh, well, enjoy your turkey day without your family, without your friends because of COVID. Yep, I'm going to end it on a downer.